Hello, and welcome to podcast number two with Ashley and Sarah. Um, first of all, congratulations, St. Louis Blues, on winning the Stanley Cup last night. If I had any sound effects right now, I'd be playing Gloria, but I don't. <laughs> and, well, we're having computer problems. So, yay, yay. St. Louis. Okay. So, oh, go for- Raptors tonight. No, go Golden State tonight. No, go Raptors. Hey, go Golden State. <laughs> Anyways, we can argue about this all day. So, so what's new in the world of Sarah? I heard you came back from San Francisco. Yes, yes. So the American Diabetes Association conference just wrapped up. It was a five-day conference, and my brain is full of knowledge and information that I need to process through, but lots of learning and lots of new stuff coming, which is exciting. I was at the JDRF walk on Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, and the person there told me that they are having the launch for the Dexcom 6, um, I believe it's this week or next week, in Canada. So I hope it comes out sooner. I'm really hoping because so far I'm loving oh yeah. the G5. Yes, I'm loving the G5. It's yeah. great. So it's been like six weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. It's been great. So my, my A1C has gone down, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, they... So Health Canada has approved the G6. Yay! We're just waiting for it to officially launch and have product ready to be shipped and used. And yeah, no, super exciting. And uh, that was one of the things to see in the U.S. There, the coverage is different. So there's more access to any type of CGM for type 1 diabetes in, in the U.S. So there was lots of talks and lots of information on CGM, which is continuous glucose monitoring. Yes. which is continuously seeing your blood sugars and definitely the way of the future. Also, everybody who's listening, if you live in Canada and your province is not covering you because you are over the age of either 18, 25 or whatever their age decision is, we do have forms available at yesicaneatcake.com that you can fill out and send to your MPs. I personally did it myself and I got a really good response back from my MP who is going to be taking it to people above him, which is fantastic news because I personally believe all diabetes supplies should be covered because, yeah, it's expensive and type 1 isn't really very fun. So, yes, so please check out that. I'll have a link on the Instagram as well. Just a reminder, we are also a website, yesicaneatcake.com. We also have our shopping site, which is yesicanshop.com. And we have some really big, exciting news coming in the next few weeks about that. But I can't say it just yet. So, but there's very exciting stuff coming. We're going to be partnering up with someone really cool, and we're super excited about what's going to be happening. So make sure you keep checking us out. So I was going through the Instagram comments from the last podcast, and Dusty Rose, who wrote a book, by the way, it's awesome. It's called Tiny Drops. Did you finish reading it? No, I'm not finished, but so far it's excellent. It's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, so I'd highly recommend it. Check it out. And happy belated birthday. I know we're supposed to do this on your actual birthday, and we're a couple weeks late. So happy birthday, Dusty. We're going to talk about her question, which was about family and genetics, which is Mm -hmm. perfect because my friend, actually, her son, she's a type 1, and her son got diagnosed as a type 1. Mm -hmm. And I was reading reports that it's like a 3% chance that you pass it down to your son, Mm -hmm. or not pass it down necessarily, but that it's like a 3% Mm -hmm. genetic link. And her son did get diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic, which is why we did the walk on Sunday. So what are your thoughts on this genetic like, yeah. I've heard of a lot of siblings actually having yeah. it too. I just met someone the other day who's he was diagnosed at birth and his brother was diagnosed at birth. And then wow. they said something about how the mother was near Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. So they think that might have something to do with mm-hmm. it possibly, which is interesting. I haven't heard that yet. So yeah. what are your thoughts on yeah. this? Well, I mean, it's very an interesting topic because we're sort of taught 
at school and a lot of the books and the literature say that type 1 diabetes is not genetic, but yet it's weird because we're seeing a lot of these cases of it being genetic. So what we do know is if the father has type 1 diabetes, there's a slightly higher percent that it will be passed on down to his children. It, again, the studies show roughly about 9% risk that his child will have type 1 diabetes. And if the mother has type 1 diabetes, the risk is, like you said, about 3-4%. So these are really low numbers, but yet we're seeing more and more of it. So they're doing a lot of studies in the Scandinavian countries, um, like in Netherlands and Denmark and that neck of the woods because it's actually the highest population of type 1 diabetes in the world. So they're trying to look at and they've been able to link some genetics. So not again, I'm not an expert on genetics. I don't know that much, but something I think it's HLA is the name of that that genetic that they can screen and if they're a carrier for it then they can sort of keep an eye out on that person and say listen you carry the gene you might be at risk of getting type 1 diabetes but then what is it that triggers it to then become type 1 diabetes that's the part that we don't really know about and so they're looking at the environment as well around us but the genetics they're really looking into it because right now the percentages in the study show are very low but like you said it's funny how we see it popping up around and having siblings or having parents so unfortunately um, we don't have a clear answer and that's what everyone is really looking into and hopefully we'll know a little bit more about it as time goes on but yeah we're really looking towards the um, that part of Europe again geography I'm not sure I don't know if that's called the skinny I got that right Early and all that stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll see from them as they map it out more and hopefully we'll get some more clearer answers on that question because I've, I've actually heard of a lot of siblings who have it, which is so weird because I was like, I thought if there's a genetic link from what I was always told. And like, I know it's like a small percentage of passing yeah. it like three and nine. Yeah. But then I heard, I know of like offhand, I know of three or four people whose siblings have it as well. And I was like, huh, that's a straight, I think it was a family of three. One of them was gestational and two others had it. And I was yeah. like, wow, that's a lot of diabetes in like one family. Yeah. And in my case, I'm the only child. And so clearly I have no siblings. Um, and my parents both, don't have it no one in the family has it so yeah. but it was just it's a very strange yeah link so thanks for asking that question yeah, we appreciate no, it anytime you guys have questions for our podcast please feel free we'll try to include them we're also going to try to get some guests coming mm -hmm. um my friend's son said he would come and do it with us which would be yeah, awesome because yeah. he's newly diagnosed in march um and yeah uh somebody else asked about um type 2 and dka which we spoke mm -hmm. about last time with ketoacidosis and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff um, so just if you can quickly, if you, mm -hmm. if you can just quickly touch on that, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I know it's kind of a comp more complex question. Yes. Yeah. So the sort of short answer of it is in type two diabetes, the risk of DKA is a lot lower. So we very rarely see D DKA in type two diabetes where we're seeing it or hearing more about it now is there's a new medication that we use in type 2 diabetes called SGLT2 inhibitors. Basically, they inhibit the sugar being reabsorbed by the kidney and it goes out in the urine. So there's a little bit more risk of DKA with this medication. So that's why we're hearing more about DKA in type 2, mostly from that medication. But in general, the rates of DKA in type 2 are very, very low. But that's where sometimes there's that idea of misdiagnosis. So if somebody has 
DKA, that's usually what we use to diagnose type 1 diabetes because that, you know, being sick and, and not feeling well and all that, that's what would lead to a diagnosis. So sometimes someone might be diagnosed as type 2 and then they're feeling really not well and they just think they have a virus or they're sick and it could potentially be DKA or get misdiagnosed. So, but in general, the risk in type 2 is lower. Um, so something, sorry, we're having computer issues today. <laughs> um, so I'm using our phones to record this. So if it sounds really bad, we're sorry. Um, so my other question, I keep saying, um, that's so annoying. I have to edit all these ums out and I can't, I don't know how to edit the software. So I'm really sorry for the annoying ums that you're going to have in this podcast. <laughs> we'll call it the um cast. Yeah, it's going to be the, exactly the um cast. Um, I say um every three minutes, which I never knew until I listened to myself. And I was like, oh my God. And, and just so in case anybody's wondering, this is Ashley not with caffeine. This is just generally <laughs> how Ashley operates. So, And Sarah's jet lagged. So this is yeah. a wonderful podcast. <laughs> Your idea, not mine. <laughs> oh, I wanted two weeks ago. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, oh, there it goes again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I need to go to sleep. Okay. I was up late watching St. Louis. Last time the halves is on St. Louis. It's good. It's yes, all hot tonight. Raptors. Golden State. But sure. Yeah, whatever. Raptors, yeah. Whatever. Golden State. <laughs> so I don't really care. I'm happy for my cousin Eric if Golden State, uh, if the Raptors win because he's been a fan like since their creation and he, it's like his dream. So I'm happy for him. But I'd rather Golden State. Um, okay, again. Anyways, um, something I've seen a lot of is looping. Actually, my someone came up to me the other day and said to me, hey, does your pump loop? And I was like, no, it's not a closed loop. Why? And he's like, oh, someone asked me to change their pump and program it to loop for them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I was just reading about that the other day. That's so funny. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen FDA notices saying not to, but what are your, I mean, I know like the closed loop system with Medtronic has one, and I believe Tandem's coming out with theirs because we're with the Dexcon, correct? Mm -hmm. So they're the two pump companies that have it currently on the market or almost on the market. Yeah. Um, it's a 670G, I want to mm -hmm. say, yeah. and and the Tandem X2, Slim, whatever it's called. Yes, yeah, and then it'll have the Basal IQ. Right, so the Basal IQ. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's coming. Yeah. The, the pump rep. Oh, who knows you, by the way? I was supposed to talk to you about him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you about him. Nice guy. Um, okay, so cool. So what is your thoughts on looping yourself? Mm -hmm. So I... 100% understand why looping exists and the whole hashtag we're not waiting movement. Um, I can understand why people are fed up of waiting and waiting for this technology to come. So the people behind looping, um, you know, they've done their homework, they, they do a really great job, and there's a lot of support within the community so special especially on social media so there's that support in the community um, and it's patients taking charge right which awesome. so which is really cool so for us as healthcare providers it's difficult because we don't I don't understand it like I, I can't really help anybody like I, I don't understand the whole engineering behind it so the way that I like to just support people is in the sense of making sure that they are ready so they're good like boy scouts and girl scouts and you're you're ready for anything and everything so knowing signs and symptoms of highs and lows knowing treatments of highs and lows being ready with extra equipment and backup stuff kind of what we would do for pump training in general would be the same approach so 
in we have a few people in our clinic that are looping with great success and they're doing really well but we are as healthcare providers are not involved they're very much on their own um, if they do reach out for any help we can't help them so that's the hard part is we see the success but we can't support them and we can't really help them and if something does go wrong we we can't help either so it you know we can help trouble not we can't help troubleshoot we can help on how to get better kind of thing. So I think it's, I understand 100% why it's there. And some people are having a lot of success. If you are interested in looping, uh, still speak to your healthcare provider because they can at least point you maybe in the right direction or give you some personal, like more individualized personal recommendations. And the FDA warning was to watch the different algorithms. So some of the algorithms, um, the specific case why FDA brought it up was somebody had a severe hypoglycemia. So severe low where they needed help assistance of somebody else. And that's why FDA got involved. And it was a little, they think possibly an error in the algorithm. So again, it's one of those things that it's not, as closely monitored to something that is commercial and and run out by uh, a company right so i think if you're interested read more about it make sure you're you're well equipped you have support and definitely talk to your healthcare providers about it first remember everything we say on this podcast is not to be taken what's the right word for this it's like we have um, it's, a it's a disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. It's like everything we're saying, our disclaimer is basically like, we are not, I mean, Sarah is a healthcare provider, but I am not. And this is just our opinions and mm-hmm. do not act on like, yes, do, yes. do not hold us accountable for anything that happens. This mm-hmm. is our opinion on what you should do. And as Sarah said, definitely speak to your healthcare yes. provider about it before going ahead and doing something mm-hmm. as big as looping. I was looking into it, to be honest, my mm-hmm. pump is, well, I wouldn't do it. I'm too anal to do it. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for the 670 or the Dexcom, uh, the, uh, the tandem um mm-hmm. my pump is up in january so i'll be looking into more options then mm-hmm. but um but i am as i said using the cgm and i absolutely adore it and mm-hmm. i but even i just saw my doctor and she like literally 20 minutes ago yeah. and she was making fun of me for still testing as much as i do mm-hmm. because i test like well like a lot because i'm obsessed with knowing where my numbers are even with the dexcom i still test all the time but i do trust it especially at night i trust it a lot more during the night so i don't have to wake up and i got blood on my sheets the other day from testing it was super fun oh it's so frustrating the number of sheets i go through (laughs) uh those stupid 5 a.m finger bricks anyways um so you wanted to ask me about something. Yes. So you were talking before about the JDRF walk on Sunday. And um, there was someone very special there this Sunday. Who did you get to meet? Yes. So I have been, let's just preface this, I've been a lifelong hockey fan, lifelong Habs fan, diehard Habs fan, but I love the game of hockey in general. And when I heard about Max Domi back when he was in like the World Juniors and even before that at his draft year, I knew he was a diabetic. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I supported him um, with the Arizona slash Phoenix, whatever they're called, Coyotes. Um, And I've been a huge fan of his since then. I even went to a game a couple years ago, which is funny because I brought that game up to him and he remembered that the Coyotes won against the Habs that night. And this was in 2017. Mm-hmm. And he remembered winning. And I was like, that's so random. And he he was right. I checked it. He, they did win 5-4. to four. Oh my um, But I was telling my friend of that game, I was like, he has diabetes. Look at him go. And I was like, it's always been like a very big supporter um, because of that. Like, it's really hard to find people. Like, Mary Tyler Moore is another one mm-hmm. who's awesome. Um, and there's a lot of people, I actually saw Mary Tyler Moore speak at a JDRF walk, walk in New York City about, 
ooh, like 10, no, it was more, like 14 years ago, mm -hmm. I think. She was doing the kickoff for it, and we did a JDRF New York walk. I did that one, too, and it was awesome to see her. It was over, like, I think the Brooklyn Bridge or something. Yeah. Um, but it was super cool, and yeah. it's just been, you know what, like, as being a diabetic, being able to meet Max Domi, he was mm -hmm. honestly so gracious and so nice. And I told him about the website. So, hey, Max, if you're listening, it's Ashley. I forgot to tell you my name that day, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally ran back. I was like, oh, I'm Ashley, by the way. So he probably thinks I'm a whack. Um, but I gave him one of our business cards, and I told him to check out the site, and I hope he does. And... I think that it's amazing what he does for the community and how he, he has the disease. And I can't imagine being an athlete with the disease. Like I work out, I'm in, I'm in good shape, but mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine like having a whole day of lows or highs and then having to go play hockey for like three hours and like just how it must be so hard mentally. And I just looking at him playing sometimes I'm like, Whoa, like my blood's going crazy during the game. Imagine how he's doing playing the game with this disease and, it's just, he was amazing. He was so generous and gracious with his time. And it was lovely. He was wonderful. And the walk was great. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. It was so nice. I know some people from, from the clinic was there too. Mm -hmm. um, it was a great day. Yeah. And the walk raised, I think, about $395,000, wow. I think. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. And it's great. All the money goes like to the JRF and research. And it's fantastic. And mm -hmm. I love that, like, we can walk to raise money. It's great. I'm yeah. a huge fan of walking in general. I try to do 15,000 steps a day. So that day on Monday, this weekend, I did, I think I did 40 in two days. I did over 40,000 steps. I was really tired. Yeah. <laughs> Come Monday, I was like, nope. And then I had volleyball and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so I did like 60,000 steps in three days, but it's all good. But totally off topic. But, <laughs> but the walk was great. And I'm really happy that we were able to contribute and uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun and it was cool to see so many people there and so many different people participating. What was hilarious is they served hot dogs and yes. uh, and pizza and I was like, pizza to diabetics, that's awesome. Yeah. And I totally had a piece and it was, it was cheese just the way I like it and it was delicious. But yeah, it was great. And I think it's so important. It's so motivating to see people like you know, Max Domi, professional hockey player, and achieve and do so well. So if any of you are out there achieving goals, let us know. And um, did you want to talk about your... Yeah, so we have two things to talk about. Yeah. So one, they're both actually website related. Um, one is ours, one is not. So very quickly, um, so part of Yes, I Can Eat Cake is we have started a new section. It's called the Diabetic Bond, which is going to be all about bringing our stories together mm -hmm. and about the diabetic bond that we share and I mentioned this a couple of times. I don't know if I ever said it on the site or not. I think I've tweeted about it. Then anyway, I don't, not tweeted, Instagrammed about it, or tweeted because it's the same thing. It goes to both. Anyways, but I was saying how um, when you meet someone who has diabetes, you instantly form like a bond that no one else really understands. This has happened to me with a couple of people who I met. And it's just, it's something amazing because so many people don't understand. Even my mom, who's like my best friend in the world, does not understand how mm -hmm. it feels to have a low or a high. She mm -hmm. sees my reaction. She's not, like, she can tell how I'm feeling, but they don't feel it. Just like you've never yeah. felt it. Yeah. Um, but me and Kirsty bonded mm -hmm. over the fact that we both have this, these feelings and how we feel. Like the second we're low, it's like, oh my God, like here it goes again. Like it's, it's just such an awful feeling. Mm -hmm. So it's great that we have this ability to share. And so the diabetic bond, which is going to be part of a yes, I can eat cake. It's just under a different heading. We're going to have a message board. We're going to have up people's stories and we'd yeah. love for you guys to get involved. So please feel free to send us um, your stories on Instagram, through Instagram, DM us or Twitter, message us, Facebook, check us out. We have a group also now group and a page 
not too sure why I have both, but it's working fine. Um, or you can email us at admin at yesicaneatcake.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at yesicaneatcake.com. Um, we'd love to hear your stories and have them all part of our thing. Also, if you guys have seen me posting some comments about a new clothing line that I'm repping, I um, just want to give a little shout out to that. It's called Zaya Active. Their stuff is available in the U.S. and Canada. It's similar to Lululemon, but a little bit different. It's more of a boutique style. Their prices are a little bit similar. Oh, actually, a little bit cheaper, sorry. And their quality is amazing. I'm, I'm getting compliments on it all the time. So you can always check it out at mycanadazaya.com slash jumpforjoy. If you're in Canada, Zaya is Z-Y-I-A or Z-Y-I-A. <laughs> and in the U.S., it's myzaya.com slash jumpforjoy as well. Jump for Joy is my store name. There's a reason behind it, but, well, it's not for this. Um, and, again, Zaya is Z-Y-I-A, rhymes with papaya. <laughs> That's how I remembered it for a really long time. So if you guys see me spamming some of those posts, I'm sorry, but their stuff is awesome. Um, works like a Tupperware party. You can host parties online or in person, and you can also wrap the brand if you guys decide it's something you want to do. It's really awesome stuff, and I really recommend it. I'm going to try to get Sarah here to try it, some yeah. stuff on after. <laughs> I have samples. Of course you do. I do. <laughs> I, should, I have three bags for today. I'm walking around with, like, everything. My doctor thinks I'm crazy. But it's all good. Doctor, she actually loved it. Oh, she Yeah, did. I'm going to get her to do a podcast with us. Yeah. I'm going to force her. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Nicely. You can force her, too. <laughs> okay. We'll force her to get Nicely, yeah. Yes. But, um, yeah, so that's going to be our podcast for today, guys. Thank you for listening. Yes. And uh, eat cake. Yes. Or hashtag cake. cake on. Yes. Cake on. <laughs> I could go for some cake right about now. I'm really hungry. Actually, yeah, what time is it? Yeah, it's lunchtime. Yeah, I have to go eat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we hope this works. And if not, we're really sorry. I can't edit this. I have no idea how to edit a phone recording. No. So I'm sorry for the ums and anything else. But nothing inappropriate was said, I don't think.